Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. Well, 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 welcome back to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori, and I'm flying solo today. And I'm so excited to be here with you. It's 2023. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new season. It's a brand new podcast. And I feel like we all need a brand new vision. You know, we need brand new vision. And it's not that anything that we've ever talked about in the past or done in the past or learned in the past isn't something that we carry with us. It's just that I really believe that when we are looking for some newness, some renewal, a revival of sorts, that we have to have a brand new vision. And that means that we have to cut away some old things. And, you know, I I personally am just on a pursuit like none other to hear from God. I'm on a pursuit like none that I've ever done before to die to my own flesh and to live in his word and to remain like focused on the fact that that his word is sufficient, you know? And so that's, that's requiring more of me in this new year than I've ever really done. And, um, you know, I was thinking about the idea of fasting and that whether it wasn't really a commandment and Jesus didn't call it a commandment, but he didn't say if you fast, he said when you fast. And so I wanted to kind of share with you what I'm focused on right now for 2023 and um, some of the things that have been revealed to me since I have been focused on this, because I really feel like this is not for me personally, that I believe it's for you also. Those of you that relate to this will know it might be some kind of inkling or a quickening that has been happening in your spirit, or perhaps just questions or lack of clarity that you've been struggling with, and maybe some confusion and, and just looking for breakthrough in your life. And um, I I was studying this and I realized that, you know, when Jesus was talking about like when you fast and just the different things that he did after fasting came such great power. And I think that anybody who's listening to this desires more power in their life, you know, more, more supernatural power, more, more of the miraculous, more, you know, just more signs and wonders. I mean, I I think there's something so beautiful in um, being able to witness that. And, uh, you know, and and listen, you might be sitting here shaking your head going, no, maybe not, maybe not. But I'm going to argue that Maybe so. And the reason why is because I look at culture and culture um, has softened the soil, so to speak, because there's, you know, virtual reality and now the metaverse is coming out and there's um, the NFT world, and which I don't even understand these non-fungible tokens where like we have art that you don't, that you own, but you can't hold or touch or whatever. I mean, it's just weird, weird, weird virtual stuff. And then of course, um, all of the supernatural Marvel, like superhero type of movies. I mean, people desire this, there's a supernatural um, force that we, I think, fantasize about, but we don't realize we have access to. 
And that's what I'm really focused on right now is I want to lean into, you know, what, what does God says that we have access to them. God gives us um, the ability to step into these places, but we aren't executing on it. And a lot of it comes from just kind of religious upbringing. A lot of it comes from lack of knowledge and a lack of discovery and uh, just the lack of the ability to see what's available to us because we aren't practicing it. You know, it's like a battery in your car. Well, the battery in your car does everything from turn on the ignition to allow for the transmission to work, to the lights, to uh, the radio and to the windshield wipers. But if I don't push the buttons to the radio or the air conditioner or the windshield wipers or the wiper fluent, like <laughs> then I then I don't actually use all of the power that was given to the car, right? So we have to remember that there's so much more to God than we can that meets the eye that we can oftentimes fathom. And I'm going to show you a couple of examples today that have just really been coming up for me. And the reason why I've been really praying and fasting and leaning into a new season of more of you, God, less of me, more of you, less of me, more of you, less of me. And that requires like a dying to yourself that requires um, sacrifice. And that sacrifice is when you lay things down at God's feet and say, okay, I typically would have gone through my day doing this. I typically would have responded or reacted to this situation like this. I typically would have gone through the motions this way, but I'm dying to myself right now. And I'm dying to myself because I want more of you, God. And I want to be able to see and hear from you in new ways. So I want to share with you um, a couple of examples that, you know, that in my studies that have come up and um, I was really kind of blown away by the first one. The first one is Moses and how like he doubted God. And um, I was looking through um, Exodus three and oh my gosh, just Moses is such a unique example because he was like the most meek and mild of, of that time. And God chose him. Right. And this is when God actually audibly spoke, um, spoke to Moses and it wasn't through the the same power of the Holy Spirit that we have access to that we feel in our own intuition and different ways that God speaks to us. But Moses was being like spoken to by the Lord and he was telling him um, about going into Egypt and he was going to lead these people into the land of milk and honey, flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, I mean, all of it. And, and um, he basically was giving him this command and sending him to the Pharaoh to bring his his people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And I'm telling you this because I do this all the time, and therefore I, the people that we've coached over over the years and, and still continue to coach and teams of people, we hear this constantly. Now, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that I'm getting the audible voice of God giving me a command, and therefore I'm giving you a command. But what I am telling you is that God speaks to us through his word. And I've seen this happen over and over and over again, not only in our business ministry, but in just our life ministry and dealing with so many people and families. Um, Moses then said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? <laughs> I don't know about you, but if I was standing there and and the Lord God himself is speaking to me and telling me to go do something, I feel like I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, yes, like <laughs> send me, I'll go right now. I might be scared. I might have doubts in my mind, but I don't think that I'm going to speak back to him like and say, hey, you know what? Who am I, God? Like, who am I to do that? But then holy smokes. As I sat there in my prideful self and read that, I was then humbled going, oh my gosh, I do this. I do this all the time. 
you know, I do it all the time. Do you do this all the time, listener? Like, do you do this all the time? Maybe you, maybe you feel like there's just something inside of you that you want to give birth to, you know, maybe there's a business idea. Maybe, maybe there's, um, success that you, that you know is there for you. Maybe you feel like you were called to, um, more abundance in your finances. Maybe you feel like there's more to what you're doing right now and you don't feel like you're living out your calling. And, um, you get these, maybe these ideas or these inklings or again, like that quickening in your spirit and you just go, but who am I? But, how can I do it like they do it? But this person's already doing that. But, 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 but. And who are we actually saying but to? Man, that, that's what, I think that's what woke me up. You know, when I was reading that, I was like, who am I saying but to? Am I saying it to myself? What I think I'm saying it to myself in the moment. I really do. But, and, and then you start making all of these excuses of why, that idea won't work. Why that success won't happen. Why that breakthrough won't come. Yet you serve a great and mighty God and the Holy Spirit that is in you. It's in every part of you, not just your pinky. Like when you get the Holy Spirit, it's, it doesn't just, it's not just here on Tuesday and you know, and that's it or Sundays and that's it. It's not just there in the moment. Like there, now there's a difference between being led by the Spirit and be, being filled by the Spirit. There's kind of two different things. Now, listen, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit today, but not a ton. Um, so you can be, but when, even when you're being led and God gives you something like in your heart of hearts and you feel like you're being led to do something, but you stop yourself and you give that excuse or that doubt and you shrink back, who are you saying but to? I know now who I'm saying but to. <laughs> I'm saying but to God. It's not but and this, but you that, but this person's doing this, but I, you know, it's already too far gone or the ship has sailed on this, like, but nothing. You're actually saying, but God, who am I that I should go do what you just told me in my spirit? Who am I? that I should go do the thing that I feel like I need to go do? Who am I to have the success that I desire? He's going to give you the desires of your heart. If your heart is for him and you have that desire, he will give it to you. But the problem is, is we are not on hot pursuit for him. Wow. That got me really good. Like right, right in the, just right in the chin when I was reading this because as much as I pursue God, as much as I desire to hear more from him and to be led by him and be filled by the spirit, I also pray, God, like I'm I'm waiting on you to do this. God, show me, roll out the red carpet for this. God, show me this. God, give me, you know, give me confirmation on this. When it bring, and I'm, and sometimes we sit and wait. You know, we kind of wait. We pray and then wait. And and I'm not. I'm an action taker. I will tell you that I am not a prayer and a waiter. I like pray and then I take steps. But um, I do take a lot of steps in my flesh after I pray. So this is kind of a hard, you know, a hard balance to figure out. But I was. This is when I realized that I needed to 
to kind of, you know, I needed to die to my flesh. I needed to, I needed to pray and fast because here's the thing. Praying and, and waiting on God isn't necessarily the right answer. Maybe he's waiting on you. Maybe he's waiting on you. And here's the reason why I'm telling you this, because oftentimes when we coach people, they're always like, well, what's the next step I need to take? Well, there's usually a very practical, pragmatic, logical answer to that question, depending on what we're consulting or coaching on. But at the same time, when you don't have a lot of clarity, what are we supposed to do? Do we just get on our knees again? I mean, sure. Sure, we could absolutely circle the walls of Jericho (laughs) until they fall down. But what about our sackcloth? You know, like what about the sackcloth of, you know, just being clothed in something that means that I am putting away something of myself. And that is why we fast. That is actually the purpose of it. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to put this part of me away. I'm going to put this habit of mine away. I'm going to sacrifice something that I feel that might be a distraction or um, even something that I enjoy almost too much. Because if I'm going to now use that time and energy that I would typically use around that habit, you know, or thing, I'm now going to use instead for more time with the Lord. I'm now going to use it to pray. I'm now going to use it to go, oh my gosh, like, and if you're fasting from a certain food or you're hungry, you're fasting in general from food in general, and you get hungry, this is when, okay, that hunger pang is when you need to go hit your knees. That hunger pang is when it's a, it's like a physical reminder of what you're giving up so that you can empty yourself so that he can fill you more. And this is what I mean by led and filled by the Spirit. So I was led to do this, but I'm being currently filled by it as I continue to die to myself and put certain things away so that I can desire more of him. Okay, so you get filled up. You can be full of the Spirit. And in, and there's many times when you, you can actually see that manifested, you know, in, in people. And so um, I often notice in, in the circle of believers, there are some people that just go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. And, and there's just so much abundant favor. And you're like, man, that person is on hot pursuit for God. And they practically live in the miraculous. You hear these stories, you know, and I'm not talking about prosperity or gospel stuff. I'm just talking about stories. We're just like, wow, that was, that's amazing. Like, wow, God really showed off there. Wow. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, and you sit and think to yourself, well, I want, I want that. What an experience like that. But did you do the thing or things that that person did in order to be on hot pursuit for God as long as they've done it? Did you fall down seven times and get up eight? That's what I'm talking about. Not from a worldly standpoint. Like, are you, are you in a test right now? And in that test, you are still praising God. That's what this is all about, that we don't doubt him in those tests. We don't say, God, why me? Why are you doing this? We say, you know what, God, you are a faithful God. And for you to trust me with this test, there must be something really amazing on the other side of this. And I'm just going to have to trust you. And I'm still praising you even when I am being tested. The same way that when Jesus was baptized, 
He immediately received the Holy Spirit and then went out into the wilderness and was tempted for 40 days by Satan himself. And Satan even used scripture against him. So let me just put that out there in the real world right now. We oftentimes will claim to be on pursuit of God and hanging on to the cloak of other people around us that often use scripture. But are we really on a pursuit for God? Are we really emptying ourselves or are we just kind of surrounding ourselves in a false kind of shadow image of what he might be that is actually being twisted? This is why we have to really pursue God in a new way. And that, again, why I'm just emphasizing the importance of being a witness to him and uh, emptying yourself, fasting, praying, sacrificing, and listening, hitting your knees when the hunger pangs come. And I'm not just talking about physical hunger pangs, whatever it is that you set aside. Because this is the type of listening and filling and hear, like seeing of God that we we need to remember when he comes to us and gives us a command or a word or or like an inkling in our spirit this is the thing we need to remember when we start to say what moses said but god who am i who am i his word to us and in us is sufficient I'm going to repeat that for those of you in the back. (laughs) And I'm going to say it a little bit louder. His word to us and in us is sufficient. I don't know about you, but I feel that like in my bones. I feel it in my bones. So right now I'm pressing in. I'm pressing in for myself. I'm pressing in for colleagues. I'm pressing in for family members. I'm pressing in for my family. His word to us, to me and in me is sufficient. That means that I am not allowed to talk back and say, but God. That doesn't mean I can't get honest with him. That doesn't mean that I can't have questions and seek knowledge and wisdom to totally different things. Knowledge is something that we receive um, by God through our five senses, one of our five senses that is unknown to us. And then wisdom is what we do with that information, okay? So I want you to sit with that too. Because when you do receive something that is unknown to you, like I said, maybe it's an idea, maybe it's an opportunity, maybe maybe it's a dream, you know, whatever it might be, and you receive some information that is unknown to you, wisdom is what we must use in order to deal with it, whether it's to agree with it, disagree with it, turn left, turn right, move straight ahead, stay focused on the goal. It doesn't matter. That is what we do with that information rather than just but God. And that's where I feel like a lot of people are right now. We kind of got in limbo over the last few years. You know, we got stuck in our house for a period of time. We didn't know what which end was up. There was, you know, truths and half truths and half lies and full lies. And it's just total chaos and it is the devil's playground. So this is why I'm pressing in harder than ever. I'm really encouraging you to because his word to us and in us is sufficient and we should never, ever, ever, ever just take everything for, you know, for gospel. We have got to know when we receive that information, okay, with knowledge, what to do with it with wisdom and never, 
okay? Never, never elevate your own shortcoming over God's word. Do not elevate your own doubts over God's word. Do not elevate your own shortcomings over God's word. Do not elevate your past over God's word. And man, I'm a victim. I do this. I'm not a victim. I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. So what's interesting in this study is that God responded by basically, you know, saying, I am who I am. (laughs) This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am sent me to you. (laughs) So he was just like, I am who I say I am. You better do what I'm telling you to do because the great I am is telling you to do it. And then he told Moses to take his staff. Now, back then, I've learned that a staff actually symbol, back then, it symbolized your calling, you know, so there was, there was symbolism in the staffs. Well, he told Moses to throw his staff on the ground. And when Moses threw his staff down, it turned into a snake. <laughs> and the snake actually chased after Moses. Uh, how many of you have a calling that just doesn't stop chasing you? Like, let's just take that symbolism for a second and chew on it. How many times have we thrown down our calling on the ground and just followed the ways of the world, pushed aside these things, elevated our own doubts and fears over God's word and the calling on our life, and it chases you? Well, then he told Moses, pick it up by the tail. (laughs) So I'm telling you today, pick it up by the tail. Like It is time to start getting control over yourself. It is time to remember who you serve. It is time to lean in uh, to the God that the great I am. It is time to be filled by the Holy Spirit and live by the power that is within you. And you have to remember that God does not play favorites here. Back then in the Old Testament, there were kind of the measures you know, that were given on, I know this happened with Elijah and Elisha. Um, and there was a certain measure of the spirit that they had back then. But now since we have Jesus, praise God, since we have Jesus, it's not about measure. It's about how much we're on hot pursuit for him. So God doesn't play favorites. Okay. God's going to bless those who are on hot pursuit for him. Now, maybe, maybe what you receive is, you know, different measures just based off of your own your own effort and agreement and pursuit. But listen, the measure that is in you is not the same measures that they had in the Old Testament when it was just the days of the law. When Jesus came and then sent the Holy Spirit, it was the full measure. It is the full measure of God in you. You don't have to wait for a prophet to die or be swept up into the heavens to then receive it. You know, it is... It is yours. It is yours. So Paul, or in in 1 Peter 2.22, it says basically to push to the limits. Push to the limits of what he has given us. So I'm just telling you, push to the limits right now. Because Jesus came to demonstrate what man can do, okay, when rightly related to God. He, He was the finished work of what we humans, man, mankind, females, males, whatever, we are 
the witness to what Jesus came for. He came in the form of a flesh man to do what he can rightly do when fully related to God. He was the finished work. So I'm encouraging you right now. I'm encouraging you right now that you have this finished work. You have access to the finished work. You have access to the full measure. You have the ability to do great and mighty things through him. Great and mighty things. And it's going to require something new from you. It's going to require something new. What is that? It might be very different for you than it is for me. I'm only giving you an example. You know, I'm only giving you small examples from the Bible, and I'm giving you an example of myself. I, I want to do better. I want to serve more. I want to, to hear and see God in a new way. So that's going to require me dying to old habits and old routines, old thought patterns, um, you know, like the fruit of which I produce, the fruits of the Spirit, it actually reveals more of how much or how little I'm pursuing him. So I will leave you with, with uh, some questions, okay, that I, I think will help you. Because when we talk about the fruits of the Spirit, and they say you should know them by their fruit, okay, let's just open up Galatians and talk about this really quick before my phone dies. <laughs> so the fruits of the Spirit Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'm going to repeat those. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you are struggling with any of those. If you're struggling showing love where maybe love it doesn't isn't deserved. If you are struggling with peace, inner peace, outer peace, relational peace, if you are struggling with patience, if you're struggling with being kind, if you're struggling with goodness and faithfulness, remember, praising God even when, even when, gentleness and self-control going back to fasting, right? Control. If you are short on any of those, we all are, by the way, that is a clear indicator of a part of us or parts of us that need to kind of be pruned. They need to be cut away. And you know what? I'm here to tell you, you will not be able to do it on your own accord. You will not be able to do it just by a made-up affirmation, you will not be able to do it efficiently just by writing it down on the calendar. It will require Christ. It will require that spirit. It will. And you know why I know that? Because I consider myself a very faithful servant. I consider myself someone that knows, loves, and pursues God heavily. But man... (laughs) There are times when I am not gentle. You know, there are times when 
I just don't have the patience. There are times when my faith wavers, you know? There are times when I don't feel like loving. It's not often, but I'll tell you what, when it shows up, it's very revealing. It's very revealing. So in this journey of mine, I've caught myself on a number of occasions as I've stepped into this new season with little things, you know, maybe it's, maybe I'm resentful when I'm (laughs) cleaning the house for the 87th time and no one seems to like notice that I've been doing it all by myself. (laughs) As you can tell, that's a sore subject for me. That's where I get a chance to pray and go, okay, God, I right now, my nature my nature would be to say this. My nature would to be feel this. My na- not, listen, it doesn't even have to come out of your mouth. Even if you're controlling what you say, because there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Even if you're controlling what you're saying, have you controlled your thoughts? So that's the other thing. To hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Okay, holding your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. That's part of this. So it's not just what's coming out of your mouth. It's what's popping into your mind. So when you start dying to yourself and really being on a hot pursuit of God, listen, I just told you this. You might have the thought of a business idea. You might have the thought of success that you feel like you're worthy of, but it's just not happening. Yet the immediately... Lack of the fruit of the Spirit shows up. There's no faith behind that. There's certainly no gentleness. There's no self-control. There's literally no patience with yourself or God or whomever else. You're not loving. You're not being gentle. So it's not just what comes out of your mouth. It's what you're thinking. So as I, like I said, as I've been journeying through this, I've caught my thoughts. And I go, man, I hold every thought obedient to the captive to the obedience of Christ. I need to stop my thought pattern on around this and and really just be joyful in this moment. You know, find find the joy in it somewhere. Even when there's like frustration around it. Find the joy. God, I'm grateful for a beautiful home to clean up. I'm grateful for the children that have made this mess. I'm grateful for empty plates of food and the, and the excess food when there's so much famine in this world. I'm grateful for a husband that's by my side that leaves his shoes in the middle of the floor. I'm grateful. Because the reality is, is if I didn't have that, if I didn't, because I've seen and heard Stories where people lose something in the blink of an eye and they wish that they had the shoes to pick up. They wish they had the dishes in the sink. They wish they had the bitter patter around the house, even empty nesters. Find the joy. Find the fruit. Pursue him. Like, just pursue him in a whole new way. Catch your thoughts. Stop your words. Change the pattern. And I can guarantee you, and it may not be overnight, and I can't tell you, you know, when God's going to show up. Sometimes it's instantaneously, sometimes it's a process, but most of the time it's around the entire course of your life. And you may not be able to connect the dots right now, and you might feel like you're in the silent years. But I can guarantee you, looking back, the more that you lean into him, the more that you die to yourself, the more that 
you're on a hot pursuit that even though you can't figure it out right now, you will look back and be able to connect the dots and go, ah, God, I see why. I see why you allowed that situation. Because I'll tell you what, all things, all things work out for the good and the glory of the kingdom. All things, even the evil things that are going on. If God will allow it, God will use it. He will use it. So at hard as it is right now in many people's lives, he's going to use this. I can't tell you what for because everyone's life is different. But I can tell you that it's not for not N-A-U-G-H-T. It's not for not. It's not for nothing. So pursue him in a new way. Put things away that have created a wedge between you and God unknowingly. Unknowingly. Because again, it's not about proximity and distance. He is a above the heavens. But I'll tell you right now, that he loves you and he will bring you through this. And on the other side of it, there will be a breakthrough. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for turning on.